Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Geekish Cast is a member of the Astro Panda Productions Network. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and uh, joining me today is Tom Allison, and you probably know him as Pre from Killjoys, but you also might know him from his time in prison, the J-Star Cluster System. How you doing, Tom? <laughs> I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, sir. Thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to me. It's my morning, but your afternoon. And my I, pleasure. Yeah. Um, so let's. I'm going to cover something real quickly. You've got... I don't know how often you do it, but it's definitely seasonal. Uh, you got a show coming up that you've done before called Shut Up, It's Christmas. And you play yourself and Mrs. Claus. Well, you got to have some variety, right? Exactly. Keep it alive and bounce. Exactly. Uh, did you write this as well? I did, yeah. I didn't write the songs. Mm -hmm. a lot of singing, but all the, the dialogue bits, all the, the stuff between, yeah. So where did where was the genesis of this idea? My God, you know, I, I first of all, I love Christmas. I'm a Christmas junkie. I, you know, my friends call me the Christmas elf. <clears throat> I love everything about it. You know, the the energy, the the vibe, the the goodwill. Uh, and so, uh, uh, your uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas is one of my favorite Christmas things from when I was a kid, and oh, I watched sure. it every year. Yeah, you know, and so I started doing cabaret. Uh, you know, sort of singing songs and just sort of as myself, and. Um, this one year, about in 2006, I thought I wanted to do something different and interesting. And so I had a whole evening of things. But one of the parts of the evening was I wanted to do something Christmas-themed but wasn't just an obvious thing. So I thought, well, what if I do Mrs. Claus and talk about her life with Santa? And, you know, it's sort of very small, a small version of a handful of songs. And it was one of the biggest hits of that whole evening. Um, and what it came from was the idea of uh, – it's sort of a meditation on uh, – if, I, if you will, to be mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> meditation on a Charlie Brown Christmas. I wanted something that was sort of sweet, uh, that had a, a, a bit comedic, but also had that, that really kind of melancholy quality that the show has. And so I created this this sort of a, a whole little role of meeting Santa. She was a showgirl when she met him, meeting Santa, courting, getting married, and then, you know, the complications that come with any marriage and sort of humanizing their relationship. And people sort of dug it. So um, a couple of years later, I decided to expand it, and so I thought, what if I could make it a whole show? So the first act is me as Mrs. Claus, but I don't sing any Christmas songs. That was a challenge, to make her the Christmas theme, but, but the songs are sort of musical theater and some pop stuff. And, and then the second act is me as myself, and I sing Christmas songs. Then I actually do the Christmas tune, so you have that, a bit of both worlds, but it's kind of funny and kooky in the first act, and still touching, and then it's all Christmas fun and, and my own take on things, which is always a bit quirky in the second act. Well, that sounds sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Now, you perform this. This is only available live, correct? Uh, yes, yes, only live. It's not, not uh, taped at all. Listen, you got to make the money. I want people to come and see me. You know, oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. Um, this, year uh, you're, you're, this year you're performing it on the 9th, 10th, and 15th. Um, 
Is that all at the same place, or are you playing at different places there? It's two different places. On uh, the 9th and 10th, I'm going to be at the Rose Theatre in Brampton, here in Canada, in Ontario. And then the 15th, I'll be at the Richmond Hill Centre for the Performing Arts uh, in uh, Ontario as well. So you got a pretty business, pretty busy Christmas season coming. You know, I love it. I love it. And then combined with that is always, uh, uh, there's always benefit concerts and things. I'm singing at a benefit on uh, tomorrow night, actually, on the 5th, for uh, an organization called Loft, which is sort of social services. They help uh, older people who have no income, who need help, or homeless kids or homeless people getting a job or getting school. And I've done, I've sung a couple of times for them before. So it's always the season when, when they're charities. It's a great time of year. And I love singing. And, you know, if people think that my name can help add something or get people in, I am so happy to do it. Oh, sure. Well, that's, that's the, I mean, I'm speaking for somebody else here, but probably the great part of the responsibility that comes with being famous is that you do have a platform to help causes you care about. Absolutely. And you have to, I mean, if you can use it, why wouldn't you? you yeah. know? It's, it's kind of great. I realized when I was, when my career sort of took off, you know, years ago and, I, and I, people started to know who I was, I started getting asked to do these things. And I thought, really? Me? What's that? What, what's that? You know, why me? But I realized it doesn't matter why me. If someone wants you to, famous or not, I was happy to do it. So as my name got, you know, more known, it was easier to, to lend, lend that to a cause. I would say yes to everything. I, I'll sing, end up singing three and four uh, concerts in a season. Oh, that's outstanding. Yeah, I have to be careful about saying yes to everything because the last time I tried that as a lifestyle, I ended up naked on a bus in Mexico. But, you know, right? it's not for everybody, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> Listen, any publicity is good publicity, right? That's what they say. That is what they say, yeah. Hey, Tom, so um, you're a singer and an actor. Which one of those two was your first love? Uh, you know, it's funny. I didn't intend to sing, actually. I had no intention of singing as a kid. I sang a little bit. Our family was, had music in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother played the the organ at the church for 27 years. Uh, and my brother is a bass guitarist uh, and, and sings and whatnot. So I wanted to be a classical actor. I wanted to do Ibsen and Shakespeare and, you know, Chekhov. And then at theater school, I went to Ryerson Theater School in uh, in Toronto, and I had this amazing, amazing singing teacher who taught me how to understand singing through acting. Like, if you're just telling a story, you know, do work to open your voice and then just tell the story and everything will follow. And so I, uh, I ended up going to Stratford, the Stratford Festival here in Canada, uh, which is one of the largest rep companies in the world, and, mm-hmm. and uh, did a year there and then got offered um, uh, Miss Saigon, the original company in Toronto. And I was like, you're going to pay me to sing? Really? How much? I'm in. And I thought, you know, let's try that. What the hell? And then I didn't do a straight play for about 10 years. I was singing in everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, for a long time, I thought, you know, I'm, a, I'm an imposter. They're going to find out the truth. Uh, get me kicked out of here. But, you know, I kept working, and, and I thought, okay, I'll go as long as this can go. And then it became a thing, and then I ended up doing mostly musicals. But I love it. I love, I love music. I've always loved music, but it's... I love using music to tell stories, to tell character. It's become a real passion. So now I feel like they're, they're the same thing to me. Like I can't sing without acting. For me, it's always acting and telling stories. So I love it. Oh, that's pretty amazing. So you, you started off more on the acting side of things then, yes? That was, oh, for sure, yeah. Okay. And what I've always found amazing, I talk to a lot of Canadian actors. 
I talked to a lot of Canadian actors, directors, and filmmakers, and one of the things I've taken away from quite a few of them is that in Canada, most of your acting training is a good <clears throat> a good set of workshops and a coach, and kind of starting there in Canada. Um, well, it depends. We certainly have uh, uh, some great acting schools. I went to an acting school here. I wanted to. I really, I really wanted to get the skill set. Right. That was the thing. One of the pieces, so I could actually then from there hopefully do anything. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say because you have a, a much more traditional uh, background in acting. It looks like. Uh, yeah, in terms of the, the, the sense of really, uh, like I say, I wanted to do classical theater, so I really wanted to get the chops. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it's that kind of thing. I mean, in any kind of acting, talent is great, and that can that can make a whole career. But I knew I wanted to be a craftsman. You know what I mean? I wanted to really be someone who who is making uh, great acting choices and and inventive and and had tools to make what I was doing interesting, not just kind of playing myself in different versions of everything that I do. So not not the stage Bruce Willis of uh, Toronto. That's not what you were shooting for. Say that again? I said you weren't shooting to be the stage version of Bruce Willis in Toronto, where you just play <laughs> yourself. Well, you know, I mean, we can only hope for that kind of greatness. Yeah, ex- Listen, exactly. You know, and I don't judge that at all. People have made a whole career on on personality. I mean, think of old Hollywood. It was all people wanted to see Cary Grant be Cary Grant. Yeah, absolutely. So I appreciate completely. Like, listen, if you've got a personality that that hits gold for you, hop to it. If you're getting paid for that shit, it is yours to just run with, you know. But but uh, I, I wanted to hopefully strive for some that and more. God knows I've gotten the personality, but but uh, you know, it's I, I like I like disappearing into a character's isms and bits and things. That's that's a good time to me. Yeah. Um, well, you know, for me, I didn't really have an appreciation of acting until I started doing this this podcast, really, and started meeting and talking to more actors and kind of getting my head around the whole thing. Um, right. So for me, it's it's something I have started to read up on just so I can attempt to be more conversant, because there's a lot more to acting than most of us realize. Well, the thing, the funny part is, ironically, the better someone is, the more effortless it looks. Mm-hmm. So I get people go, oh, how hard is that? It looks so easy. But it's like you start to do it and go, oh, wow. Okay, I see. It's a whole other thing. So I get it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not mad at that. I understand. Oh, yeah. Well, just to give you an idea, I've been trying to record a voice demo reel for two weeks now. And I can't, yep. get, I can't get over the, I sound like a freaking idiot when I do this. I just can't get past it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what? Though that never goes away. Oh yeah. <laughs> as a professional, oh, is that what I sound like? Good God! Yeah. Well, it's just like my, yeah. I sound like I'm reading. I can't do this. I know, I know. But you know, it's, you got to sort of just do it and step away, right? You sort of do your thing and let someone else tell you. Like, get someone who you trust. That's the thing to go. That's really good, or you know, that kind of sucks ass. Yeah, exactly, you. exactly. Uh, that's the thing. But but bravo to you. Like that's amazing that you're actually you know because you're you're busy with people in the business. It's amazing that you actually are taking the time to you know know as much as you can know about it. That's great. Well, you know, just just to give you kind of an idea, and I, I try to not talk over my guests all the time, but I'm failing miserably today. Um, this this started because my wife got sick of hearing me talk about the new Star Wars movie last year. Okay. And then what happened, my wife and I, even though we're in America, we are huge Corner Gas fans. 
Um, oh, you're kidding. Oh, I no, love it. no, no. We are just like, as far as, you know, Americans watching Corner Gas, we are like the, like, probably handful of people that are just like giant nerds for Corner Gas. So <laughs> that's awesome. So what she and I started doing was recording a commentary track to each episode of Corner Gas as a separate thing. And then, of course, okay. we find out that we're, there's jokes we're missing because we're not Canadian and there are things we just don't know. Um, right. Right. So then one day I just I'm sitting on the computer one night. You know, I, I might have been five or six beers in and I shot Lauren Cardinal a note asking him to come on. And for amazing. Know, and about two days later, he, he writes me back and says, yeah, I'd love to. Just let me know when we can do this. Well, Lorne, for people who don't know him or don't know his background, is a serious actor. Like oh, a yeah. super serious actor. And talking to him, I was like, there's something I'm missing in this whole acting thing. <clears throat> and ever since, man, I've just, it's something I'm trying to read up on and learn. <clears throat> just so I can't, because I enjoy talking to actors and their passion and everything is outstanding. But I was missing half the language to start with, and I'm—I've just barely scratched the surface now, you know. Wow. Yeah. So that's—that's that's how that came about. I love that it's through a Canadian that you actually got yourself into it. That's—that's—I'm honored to be part of the country that got you oh, <laughs> got yeah. you on board. Um, well, you know, it's—it's it's funny. It's. Um, <laughs> and this is the question I ask a lot of Canadians I speak to now. Hey, so in about a month, my wife and I might need a place to stay in Canada. Can we use your couch? Yeah, come on in. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's always been kind of the thing. But um, no, it's it's just we have met a handful of Canadian people, and we are great admirers of the Canadians right now. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, again, honored, honored to the, that. That's the case. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. listen, you know, like anywhere else, there are Canadians who can be assholes, but oh, there's sure. a lot of Canadians actually friendly, kind of kooky folk. You know, our sense of humor is a little kooky. It is. You have a. It, the funny thing about Canada is that you're so much like us here in the, in the majority of the large cities in the states, but you're also so much like the English in a way, with the drier sense right. of humor and yeah, it's it's kind of funny because it's Canada is kind of like the parallel parallel universe of the United States, where everything is like really right. similar but just a little bit different than you think it is. Right, that's that totally is. Yeah, where everything is still feet, inches, and pounds, yet you have to get used to kilometers. There's that. Yeah. I think even, actually even most of Canadians still think, like, they still translate it in their heads into miles. I swear to God. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's it's funny. There's even a thing on Corn Gas, an episode where somebody's talking about metric to uh, uh, Oscar Leroy, and he goes, we won the war, Fritz. <laughs> See, come on, gold. Yeah, that's, that's great. great stuff. Hey, so speaking of Canadian television, um, and it's not really considered Canadian, but you're on Killjoys. Yes, indeed. And if, for those who don't know, Killjoys is actually a really, really Canadian production. Yeah, actually, other than than Hannah, who plays the lead, who's from uh, England. Yeah, it's all Canadian. Canadian. The I think most of the. Most are all the producers and the actors. Yeah, it's kind of great. So that's got to be kind of nice. I mean, you're and you're out of the Toronto area originally, right? Uh, I was just say it again. Are are you originally from Toronto, or did you get, move there? Oh, I'm from I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Winnipeg, part of our Midwest. Uh, you're missing yeah. the accent too. 
Well, I mean, there's that. I got out a long time ago. Okay. It, it's been quite a while. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah, I got, I, I finished school, and then I was like, okay, I love you all. Bye. I got accepted into the theater school, and I took off. I came to Toronto. Well, there you I go. I knew I wanted something big. So, yeah. Yeah. I was ambitious even then. Let's put it that way. Well, that's fantastic. Um, but the Killjoys, that was what I've kind of enjoyed with your character is he builds, you know, the first episode you have like two lines and you kind of build into a confidant for the team. Was that always the plan for that character? Yeah, yeah, very much so. It was always a case of uh, anybody that wanted him around and, and what capacity exactly they weren't sure, but they knew he was going to be some friend, older brother, you know, kind of around taking care of them, kicking their asses. Uh, so it was fun sort of seeing how they did it. We didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew that that was the arc for him. There you go. You knew the destination went out the road. Hey, you better believe it. That was it. I was like, bring it. I mean, but literally, it's so funny because they don't tell us anything, which is amazing because I love surprises. And every script is like Christmas. You're like, what am I doing this time? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a warlord. Oh, amazing. Okay. Oh, I'm stabbing people. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's been pretty fun. That's really cool. So you're enjoying doing that show then, too. I can take it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, come on. I mean, you watch the character. He's so... Uh, <clears throat> there's so much freedom in terms of what he is and, and liquid, liquidity in, inside what he can be. And I love that they're exploring um, the possibilities. You know, each time they get a new surprise, where, where it can go with Pre, he's such a, such a clever thing. You know, like what he comes up with and... and I think we just scratched the surface of, of um, his possibilities. That's outstanding. Yeah, that looks like that's got to be a fun work environment. Though I do sometimes wonder if uh, the Ashmore brothers are really just one guy trying to get two paychecks. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just trying to work, trying to live it hard. <laughs> What's funny when I ask you the couple of times it's been together, it's, it's a bit freaky because you kind of go, oh, wow that's really a thing. <laughs> You're actually two different people. Um, but it's funny, in person, you can actually tell them apart. It's odd. Like, like when they're standing there together, you're going to go, oh, I know that's, that's Aaron. I can tell that's Aaron. And, and uh, they seem to be a lot more different than, you, than they look on screen. It's very odd. It's very strange. Yeah, because given, you know, if you put on, you know, one of each of them on two different TV screens side by side, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Literally, you wouldn't yeah. on TV, but yet somehow in person, just in standing there, you know, I think I've gotten to know Aaron a lot. It's been two years of sort of being on set, and I, I have a lot of scenes with him. So, And he is the best scene partner and person. Like, being just hanging out with him is hilarious. Uh, and then he's so great in the scene. But, like, you, you get to know people's isms and things about them. So when I see them together, I'm just like, it's so clear to me who is which. Oh, sure. Well, and I'm sure just like everybody else, they, they carry themselves differently or, you know, one. Exactly. You know, yeah. One always like rubs their eye before they lie to you during a poker game or, you know, things like that. All the good bits. <laughs> totally. It's all the tells. Exactly. It's all it's all in the body language. I know. No, he's great. Aaron is great. I, I, again, I've only met, uh, I've met his brother a couple of times, but, but Aaron's a he's, he's sort of a, a, a first class guy. Yeah, uh, twins freak me out a little bit. I like want them to like stay like ten feet away and like, wear a name tag at all times. I'd probably have security well, check their pockets. <laughs> well, they always feel like they're gonna trick you somehow. Like somehow you're gonna end up being screwed. Yeah, it just that's that's I just I I trust them and circus clowns very very little. 
That's your wise man. I know. It's the years of hard living have taught me that. Yeah. I want the stories of, of what made you so suspicious. <laughs> uh, well, sometime. Maybe maybe we'll have you come back on when we do our Why I'm Afraid of Twins night on the show. Full on. It's like, listen, here are my stories. Yeah. Those bastards. Exactly. All right. Hey, Tom, so um, what else? I mean, we are we know that Killjoys is getting a season three, but it looks like that's uh, not going to start filming probably till uh, early part of next year, if I'm not mistaken. What else besides Shut Up, It's Christmas do you have going on these days? Uh, well, that, I just directed, I actually had my directorial debut, actually. Oh, fantastic. Uh, in November. Yeah, yeah. I did, it's uh, Young People's Theater is the, uh, the big theater for young for children and, and young adults in Toronto, quite quite famous, been around for 51 years, and and I just directed a production of Seussical, the musical for them, uh, which is a collection of Dr. Seuss stories. It was on Broadway uh, about 10 years ago, maybe more than that now, and uh, they have a sort of a shortened version. And I had the best time. It went really well, and it's gotten great response. And that's been uh, you know I'm branching out into other things these days, and that's been pretty great. Do you prefer? Let me ask you this: Since you are doing stage and screen acting now, do you still prefer stage, or, or you know, what's your what are your feelings on that? Oh, you know what? I will always be a stage baby. You know, when you had that, the thing about it is, as a stage actor, we're the ones in charge. It's an actors' medium because once the director and the designers, everyone goes away, it's you in charge of the show, and from the beginning of the story to the end of the story, it's in our hands. So. That's how I've been reared. I, I get to say something, have the reaction right there, that they're laughing or they're crying or they're gasping or whatever it is, feeling the energy of the audience. I'm so addicted to that. I'll always be a live performer. Um, and TV is more of a, what is it, say, like an editor's medium, and then mm-hmm. film is more of a director, you know, because you get, and so it's interesting. It's a, it's a different thing. You sort of do your performance in bits and pieces. You don't have the whole arc of it. It's, it's, it's just a different thing. I like it. Like I'm going to like it a lot, and I've had the gift of a series. I mean, come on. I get yeah. to go in, you know, more or less every week, even if like a day or something, if only in one episode or whatever, or one one scene. And you get to be on set and with people that you trust because you get to know them and you get to play with them and try stuff and and uh, you know do a do a, a take and the director can go it's a little over the top. Like okay, fine, I'll pull it back. Or you need a little more here, so you play with that and. But you don't you do it out of sequence. You know, it's it's strange. It's a different it's a different world. You have to plan it more before you even start so you know where you're gonna land these scenes when they put it all together. And then you don't put it together. They put it together. Right. And the way it's and, been described Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. That's I'm saying it's odd. It's an odd it's an odd sensation when you've been used to controlling the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Well, it's a friend of mine put it to me one time, or actually different people who basically told me that the stage is an actor's medium, movies are a director's medium, and television is really all about the producer. And, you know, again, coming from the outside, I don't really uh, know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, it's it's how it's cut. The TV is how it's cut in the room with the editor and the producer. That's, that's where the stuff is. But truly, it's... Oh. I think I lost you there, Tom. Then you kind of just roll. Yeah. Hey, Tom, oh, you're, you're breaking up. You're breaking up on me a little bit there. Oh, okay. Now, now Can you hear me? Yeah. Now, now you sound fine. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's shaking the table. Yeah. All very sensitive up in here. Okay. The Trump administration's blocking my sound now. 
Ooh, I got a little dark. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but another All friend right. another friend of mine who does uh horror movies, he he told me one time he goes he goes, I've literally had to tell people, Look, I'm not here to explore your character. I need you standing in that spot so we can splash blood on that wall. So, you know. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and sometimes it is that. Or you're doing, you know, um, a show where the dog is the lead, and it's like, ah, it's a bad take for the dog. And you kind of go, that was the best thing I've done all day, and it's going to end up nowhere. Uh, so you're a bit of you're a bit of a victim of that with film and TV, where it's like it's something else. It's, some, it's about the mood, or it's about not all the time. I mean, you know, it can be. I'm saying sometimes it's great. It depends on what the show is, but sometimes it's actually about the gun or the or whatever it is. You kind of go, okay, well, I'm collecting my paycheck. And that's okay. Yep. Sometimes you know, but, it's... But luckily... Well, sometimes it's art, yep. sometimes it's commerce. Listen, you have never said a truer word. Uh, that is what it is. Exactly. I've been saying that for it. weeks. Uh, I, I said, sometimes you have to just... Uh... Oh, I thing. I don't know. It's gone. Yeah. It's okay. Carry yeah. on. It happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, Momentary Alzheimer's. Yeah. I'm a salesman. I always forget what I was just talking about. You just keep going. Yeah. Just on to the next thing. And so, hey, next topic. Exactly, um, exactly. But, yeah, no, it's, it's a curious thing. It's And, again, it's not a judgment. It's just the nature of what you're doing and depending on what the show is. But but it's great. I, and I, oh, I was going to say that's what it is. Um, the great part about Killjoys is that we honestly, and, like, not, like, in a film, oh, we love each other. Like, we actually have a great time together. The crew is great. The cast is not a single diva, literally not one single diva. We all sit and laugh and, and joke between takes, sit in our chairs and tell stories and catch up and how you're doing, what were you doing between shoots, you know, and, and uh, it, it ends up being great going into work, you know, and that's not always the case. Oh, no, it, it, you know, in any job either, <laughs> you know, sometimes I've, I've held okay. jobs for five years that I hated. Uh, see, and then why? It's not worth living. Then if you're in some job you hate, yeah, exactly. Why do it? Well, that's so, that's that's be lucky. Thing. If we hate a job, the good part is we finish it and leave. Right? It, there's a limit to our job. If it's a bad job, as well, in two months or in a month or whatever, you just get the hell out. Yeah. Well, that's that's I think the thing that like me, I need to know that next month I'm going to make you know X number of dollars. You know, I like to drive right. expensive cars. I got a dog that eats like a horse, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, so uh, I always, yeah, I always need to know. So, I mean, that's got to be the cool side. You land a TV show, you know you're working those six or eight months every year for as long yeah. as that lasts. But then, you know, if they yeah. cast you against like a dog and now you're working six or eight months every year and your lead on the show's a dog, now you're stuck. So you are, and you are stuck. If that dog is an asshole, yeah. it doesn't do its job. You, mm-hmm. yep, nope. Sorry. The dog is bored. Oh, yep, wow. That's, okay. that's, you know, WC Fields is wiser than it seemed. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah. Children and animals. Yep. And I would put don't twins in there, but that's just me. I don't want to upset your castmates. <laughs> that's, that's just a creepy factor. That's yeah. all. <laughs> that's just a whole lot of creepy factor. Yeah. You're making my skin crawl. Stop it. One at a time. <laughs> Would you guys quit talking at the same time? It's really weird. Oh, that's weird shit. That is weird. They're all kind of strange. Like those twins from what is that horror movie with the twin girl? Uh, uh, oh, the twin. Yeah, it's a Stephen King novel. Now I can't think of the name of it. Uh, yeah, like, come on. The Shining. That's right there. Yeah. 
That was probably what made me afraid of twins, quite honestly, was that movie. I don't blame you. Yeah, I was a young a young fellow when I saw that, and I think it emotionally scarred me. Um, was it The Shining? The Shining. Yeah, that's it. Yep. There it is. Yep. That's some creepy ass shit. That's Come a on, terrifying like that's for anyone. Jesus. Yeah. Hey, Tom. So. Yeah, the, the, that whole thing was just, you know, was, Stephen King says he hated the movie because it was supposed to be about an alcoholic, but Kubrick literally just made that the most spine-tingling, terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. Yeah. Well, one art form spurred another art form, you know, really. Oh, yeah. That's an uh, art piece. Like, yeah. Yeah. And Kubrick, he's he's such a... It was almost like a mad genius in a way, in a lot of the ways he did, like his single point perspective and just the things he did in there. They're just the the, the whole way he, they shoots is just off putting at times and just disturbing. Right. Yeah. Master of his craft. Oh yeah, absolutely. Except wow. that except that Tom Cruise movie. We don't talk about that. We don't. We just leave that no one, one alone. Yeah. No one mentions that. It's the movie that must never have its name spoken. Yeah. Uh, not even not even the promise of a naked Nicole Kidman could get me to watch that movie. It it's just nothing's worth that. Nothing's yeah. that hot. I just no I I'm, no I can I cannot stick this out. <laughs> oh. Hey Tom, I have had a blast talking with you. We are almost out of time here. Um, so why don't you tell everybody where they can find your work or find your stuff on the interwebs or in person? Sure. Yeah. Of course. Uh, we have Shut Up, It's Christmas coming up on the 9th and 10th uh, at the Rose Theater in Brampton and at uh, the Richmond Hale Center for the Performing Arts on September 15th. I'm on Twitter, uh, Tom Allison, uh, and on Instagram at Tom Allison, and Facebook, this Facebook page, Tom Allison. It's all Tom Allison all the time here, really. That's all it really is. Uh, and then, of course, you know, watch Killjoys and stay tuned for all that news coming up in the new year. Yep, and for anybody who doesn't know or hasn't caught it, that's Tom with a T-H, like Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Fancy. So if you find a T-O-M Tom Allison, that's the wrong guy, and he's probably going to wonder why everybody's stalking him. Exactly. Banish him. Ignore him. Delete him. Block him. We don't need him around. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I don't get sued for that. (laughs) Can you imagine? Wait a minute. No one's following me now. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Um, hey, Tom, I had a blast talking with you. Uh, if ever you have anything you want to promote, talk about, or if, I don't know, if you're a Star Wars nerd and just want to come on and talk sci-fi sometime, please let me know. Love to have you back. Wasn't there? I said, that's amazing. Thank you so much. It's been a great time. Yeah, I've really had a lot of fun. Uh, everybody else, you can catch us at geekishcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the geekishcast. And, uh, Tom, thank you very much. And we'll see you all later. Geekish Cast is a Vias and Victor production and is part of the Astro Panda Productions Network. You can find us now on SoundCloud and on Blog Talk Radio. Our theme music is taken from the song Out to Get Mine by Reign of Zeus. Check them out at reignofzeus.net.